When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews, the show that covers all things NRL. Well, NRL and probably a little bit of Olympics uh, today and this weekend. Uh, G'day, this is Jason Matthews. Scotty Sattler joining me as well. G'day, Satsy. Hey, Jace. How are you? I'm very good. It's been a... Another adventurous week, and usually it's all about rugby league, and it still has been about rugby league this week, but uh, I've just been engrossed in the Olympics. I love the Olympics. I'm not one of those people that wasn't looking forward to the Olympics. I just can't wait till it comes around every four years, and this, in this case, five years. But again, Australia just keeps punching above its weight. Yeah, incredibly. I mean, you and I spoke about it last week. I was bagging the Olympics uh, before they came because I just thought it's going to be no good, no crowds, there's going to be no excitement, none of this, none of that. But, mate, as you know, I've been on special secret assignment sats. I can't talk about it. Um, But I've been getting home at about 2 o'clock every day, (laughs) have not moved off the couch. It's not good for your health watching all these athletes swim and run and do all that sort of stuff, sats. I just love some of the sports that, I mean, we all, we're always good in the pool. Um, you know, the gold medal in the uh, the K1, K2 1000, we're always good in the, on the lake as well. Uh, but to to see young the young Keegan Palmer win a gold medal in the new sport of of skateboarding and then win a gold in, in BMX as well, and many will sit back and say, hang on a sec, it's, that's an Olympic sport. Well, you know what, when we win gold... I love that sport, so um, I think it's been outstanding. And um, I think, yeah, we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to uh, later on in the show. Uh, there's something I'm going to be looking forward to, which involves the Olympics. Sats, I love the walking. It, they look like they're busting to go to the toilet. Have you noticed that? And I reckon some of them are running as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. Like, oh, God, uncomfortable does it look? It looks so uncomfortable. It looks so uncomfortable, doesn't it? How sore would your hips be? Like, oh, just jamming it. Those, the, oh, it's just, a, it's a horrible technique. Um, and 50K, who wants to walk 50K, honestly? I don't reckon I've done that in a year. Re- uh, and, at, and at the moment, I reckon you I've should be allowed to, I reckon you <laughs> should be allowed to walk with a dog. <laughs> True. Um, I've got to mention too, just off the top of the show, because COVID is doing its thing all over Australia at the moment. And if you are uh, in lockdown, um, our thoughts are with you. And I mean, Sydney now in New South, well, parts of New South Wales, um, been in lockdown seems like forever. Victoria in now their sixth lockdown. Uh, we're based in southeast Queensland. We're, we've been in lockdown as well. I'm actually in Brisbane at the moment, and you're at your home on the beautiful Gold Coast. Yes, sure, you live in a dodgy area of the Gold Coast, and that's okay. Um, can mm-hmm. you take us on a walk through through the uh, the Sats Mansion, mate? What's what's going on at your place today? Well, I'm about to stick my head out of the window and tell my daughter, who's up on the roof holding a, an antenna that makes sure that, that my Wi-Fi is all intact, okay? So I've just got to <laughs> yell to her and, and just make sure she's... St- Oi! Stand still. Then um, I'm actually sitting in the. I'm actually sitting in the ensuite. I oh, physically nice. am sitting on the floor in the ensuite, staring 
at my shoes, actually. And I'm just actually looking at my shoes going, I've actually got a really boring range of shoes. I've got to do something about my footwear. Well, you do wear thongs to work with socks when we do see each other. So yeah, that, that is pretty ordinary. With long pants. With long <laughs> pants. Uh, very yeah. ordinary. Hey, mates, yeah. um, what else are we going to talk to you about? Oh, yeah, I, it's been, I reckon, it's been a fairly quiet week in NRL and, uh, of course, at the Olympics. But uh, we'll get to that. In fact, let's do it now. Let's get into a, a sports update. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Do you want me to tell you what I thought was the biggest uh, news story of the week, by the way? Um, well, it's obviously the way in your tone I'm thinking it's got nothing to do with sport. No, it's rugby league based. Okay, yeah. The Wags. Would it be anything to do with... I just told oh, the you. Wa- <laughs> the Wags are out of lockdown, mate. <laughs> I bet you, yeah. I bet you, that night mm. at the team hotels, how many do not disturb signs do you reckon were on the knobs of the hotel room doors? <laughs> hey, 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 choice of words. Oh, you Go know on. what I mean, but, um, the door handle, not the door knob, the door you handle. Can't, a lot of them wouldn't be able to, a lot of them wouldn't be able to because the kids, they've all got no, like kids a club. plethora of kids running around everywhere. Kids club. Could you have, <laughs> could you have the, I'd be chucking the kids in the kids club for five minutes. No, actually, I, I saw the I saw the images. Okay, too. But I saw I saw the images of dads being reunited with their kids, mate. And I tell you, it humanises the sport, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But it also makes you think that the wives who have been in, and the girlfriends that have been in quarantine for two weeks. And some of them, we're going to talk to Cameron Serraldo, aren't we? A little bit later. He's got yeah. five children. Now, could you imagine being in quarantine for two weeks in a hotel room with five children? Now, I saw the, the players greeting their partners and all of a sudden, but they didn't show what happened after that. They cut the cameras off at a, at a particular time because you just see all the mothers just handing all the children over to the fathers going, there you go, they're yours. I'm going to go sit by the pool. Yeah. Do you blame me? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Are they allowed to sit by the pool? Um, I suppose they're all in a bubble, aren't they? They can do that. I don't know. I think they are. I think if they're the only ones in the hotel, they're allowed to. Because all the players have been allowed to, you know, just communicate and fraternise with each other as well. So um, I'm not quite sure, actually. So it'll be interesting to find out. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I just... <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one, the Wags, isn't it? You know, it's seeing that footage of them a week and a half ago all passing... Uh, items to each other and articles up and up and down different um, different balconies, and they'd be given the third degree again by the general managers of rugby league when they get back into the into the camp, and all the players will be told as well that you will be responsible for supervising your your partners and and children. But you know what? I've got my fingers and my toes crossed that that, uh, and we've seen it happen in the past where some of the players when sure this has happened before the quarantine, the bubble where players' wives or partners have gone to spas or gone and, and broken protocols. I'm just, again, fingers and toes crossed that that doesn't happen. We, that was in the AFL, though, in fairness, wasn't it, last year? They, they, were, they were leaving the bubble and going visiting grandparents and, and as you say, going to day spas and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, look, it, it, it's, it, it is kind of a holiday 
but there's also a job to be done and a lot of money spent on keeping the competition going and, and ensuring uh, that the game is not at risk. And the families of these NRL players who are in these hotels and in the bubble uh, on the dime of the NRL have got to behave themselves. And I reckon... I reckon uh, Sir, Sir Valandis has laid down the law on this. That's, mm. Were you a fan? Were you a fan of travelling with family if you had to go away? No. No. I, I mean, my family very important to me when I played. Um, but in saying that, I loved nothing more than getting away with the team. And I didn't want anyone to interrupt that. So, um, you know, I didn't go away in any long tours, but there were times when... As a team, we went away for seven to ten days to prepare for games, or whatever it may be. I remember we went to Townsville once for eight days to prepare, and I wouldn't have wanted my my family up there with me. I just wouldn't want. I would have wanted to focus on on the job at hand, but most importantly, just just being around my teammates. So, yeah, you know, it's a different story. But when you're being asked to be locked up for you know, anywhere up to three months, so you know, there's some players that would there's some players that would have that would have wouldn't have asked their their family to come up because of their partners may have had jobs or they might be studying or whatever it may be, kids schooling, whatever it may be. There's probably families that aren't there, but there are some players that really need their partners and their their, uh, their families by their side throughout the uh, throughout the week. It sort of breaks the monotony. And, you know, there's always... Talking to a really good friend of mine who is involved in, in um, team culture and sports psychology, he always talks about this thing called the third place. And the third place is your job, which is what you do on a day-to-day basis, which in this case is rugby league. And then the second place is your family and your friends. You know, they're, they're things that you do with them and you focus on them in life. And the third place is something that just, you just do for yourself. There's something yeah. that you just you, that gets you away, that takes your mind off of those other two places. And um, it's really important as a professional sports person, I think that you've got to find that third place. So, you know, if, you've, if you're missing... If you're missing you know, one of those part of the of the triangle, which is your family and children, well, the rest of your the rest of your professional life, your job can uh, can create havoc and and take your mind off the job. So it's you know it's it's a it's a huge financial burden on the NRL to do this, but I think they realise it's very important. You know, one we'll, you know, we'll we'll use the we'll use the term the 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 welfare, the emotional welfare of the player, uh, but also if they're if they're emotionally feeling good, Jace, it means they're going to provide a better product on the field and invariably that provides a better product for the fans and sponsors and whatever it may be. So it's a, it's a continuing uh, vicious cycle. Uh, questions about notice here. You talk about going to Townsville for eight days to prepare and a third place. Are you mm. referring to the mad cow uh, when you say that third place? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The third place in that week was the Mad Cow. I remember we arrived up there on a Saturday after playing the Warriors on a Friday night, and we went to a toga party on the Saturday. Oh, I think God. we went to a poker night on the Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. And we were, I think we were leading the comp or second or third. We played the Cowboys. They were coming last. We scored in the first set of six, and we said, "Oh, how good is this? How easy is this going to be? We're having a great night out again after this. This is like seven or eight days later, and yeah. um, we ended up getting beaten thirty-six four. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good lesson in life. Ah, the good old <laughs> days of uh, playing games in Townsville. Hey, let's talk about the Rugby League World Cup. Uh, it's now been postponed to 2022. This is a smart decision. There's no way that it could have could have went ahead without Australia and New Zealand, right? 
Well, it could have gone ahead, Jace, because um, basically they could have said, we're just going to go ahead anyway. And uh, if you're going to boycott and not come, a bit like the Moscow Olympics, uh, you'd, be, you'd be still a gold medal winner if you win a gold at the Moscow Olympics without the US and 65 or 66 other countries. But in this case, if you're, you're still the world champions if you play and Australia and New Zealand aren't there. But common sense did prevail for the good of the game. And I'm glad the UK... Um, the International Rugby League has, has seen this because if we want to continue growing the game into areas that are that it's really only in, the, in its infancy, uh, really at the grassroots level, uh, we have to have everyone involved. And it's going to be a huge bankroll from the UK uh, to be able to host this. And I hope that money's yeah. still going to be there next year with a Soccer World Cup going ahead as well in Qatar. So, um, yeah, there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge yet. But, yeah, it is common sense. But, you know, from an injured... I'm looking at from who does it benefit? Well, it benefits the game, but from a rugby league point of view, it benefits those players that are injured towards the end of this year and possibly would have missed a World Cup squad position to travel and now gives them the opportunity. I'll, I'll straight away, Katoni Staggs, without a doubt, would have been part of yep. that squad. But yep. with a medial ligament strain, there's a big chance that he may not have been available without playing the back end of the season and coming back from a, a knee reconstruction. So there's some players there that would be thinking, hey, this is this is great for me. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think Australia and New Zealand bullied rugby league into making that decision? It seems like it, right? No. I don't think they bullied them. I don't think they bullied them. I think it, it could be seen as bullying, but I think just by, by the sheer nature of them pulling out of the tournament, the weight that they hold in World Rugby League, I think just sends a huge message that if we don't have the two big dogs there, well, what's the use in going ahead? It's like it's like when you get together as mates, but the most popular bloke is not going to be there. You go, oh, don't worry like about me. it. We're not going to go ahead anymore. So, exactly. So, with Australia and New Zealand, I think they didn't need to bully anyone. I think, I think subliminally it's it's sort of sending a message that well, it's not going to be the same World Cup without us. And uh, International Rugby League, I think, uh, would be worse off if it went ahead with the World Cup because invariably what we want to continue to do is growing the game. And we can only grow the game if, if, all, if there's all hands on deck. And if yeah, all hands on enough. deck, we have the ability to, you know, to continue sending a positive message. You know what I'd like to see in the absence of the World Cup this year? I'd love to see like a, a Pacific Nations Cup. So Australia, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa. I'd love to see us just play a mini carnival or something. I, I reckon that'd be awesome. Yeah, there's a big reason why they didn't go ahead. Is, is There's a number of reasons. And one of the biggest reasons is the uncertainty around the UK and COVID. The other reason is you know, we've had a lot of players, some from you know, Melbourne and the Warriors, that have been in quarantine for two years and have been away from their homes, yeah, good call. and then sending yep. players away again on another tour, and then coming back for another two weeks. Now, they would possibly have to do that if they ended up paying like a Pacific Nations and going through like but a four it, or five week. Have it um, in New Zealand as a and, thank And you you'd sense. have to quarantine for two more weeks. Yeah, I'm, I agree, 100% agree. And if they could guarantee that the players wouldn't have to go back into quarantine for another two weeks when the tournament finishes... I think play on, but at the moment, the way the thing, the way that everything is, um, it, it, you can't guarantee that you can. You, they wouldn't have to go into quarantine for two more weeks. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. We're about to get into this. Uh, Sats, we failed to mention off the top of the show that it is my birthday today. By the way, um, thanks yes. for that, mate. I Happy birthday, fifty one. Hey, come on, mates. We don't have to mention the age, do we? Actually, well, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. People say I don't look yeah, 51. Yeah, you should be so happy about your 50s. No. 
Yeah, that's right. I was given yeah. a choice tonight oh, what, no, I want, what I want. I concur. <laughs> what I wanted for dinner tonight. It's a hard decision to make when it's your birthday. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Is and, it what? Uber Eats or cooking? Well, either. I had the choice. I had the choice. And, and God, I nearly lent towards KFC. Now, this is not a, a paid spot. Um, <laughs> I was going to sit there with a bucket of the Colonel's finest and watch the eels and the rabbitos in Friday night football. Just wipe my fingers on my shorts. Uh, I, I had it all set. <laughs> I've come out of dry July. I'm ready to rock and roll. It's fantastic. Hey, Friday night footy. I by love, the way, I love dry. I love dry July when people go. Oh, I'm going to go through dry July, and then the first of <laughs> August they just write themselves off. It's a wet drink responsibly. I'm telling you, everyone. It's, I'm like the Titanic during August. <laughs> now listen, uh, Rabbitohs taking on the Eels tonight. Uh, Rabbitohs won the last seven. They've put fifty points on teams in the last couple of weeks. I saw them. Uh, in in person on the Sunshine Coast a, a couple of weeks ago, their defence was pretty poor against the Warriors. Little bit better last week, but the Eels, where are they sitting? Sats, I mean, th- this is Ooh, what they've done the yeah. last two seasons. They 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 kick it off like a, a firecracker, and then they just sort of die three quarters of the way through the season. I've just got no answer for it, Jace. To be quite honest, and I'm sure that Brad Arthur and his coaching team. They sit back and scratch their heads as well because on paper they've got this uh, they've got this amazing team on paper. I think it's one of the best forward packs in the competition. Uh, Mitchell Moses was only out for you know a couple of weeks after you know courageously playing through Origin with that back complaint, mm. um, and now they're going to roll the dice and possibly play him. And will he feel as though he has to play because of the way they performed? over the last two weeks, and especially last week against a highly depleted Roosters side, to not score a point, all of a sudden that puts pressure on the highest-paid player, and that's Mitchell Moses, their, their game-breaker. And he thinks, well, I maybe not be able to play at the moment because of discomfort, but I think I need to play, and that's that's really dangerous for Parramatta to play that game at the moment. Now, um, yeah, beaten comprehensively last week, like we said, against the Roosters, they're coming against a team that, as we've seen on a number of occasions, like you said, Jace, has put 40s and 50s on teams, a little bit like the, the Melbourne Storm. But um, the last three weeks, even though they've won the last seven, they've won the last three weeks, they've beaten the Dragons, the Warriors and the Bulldogs. Now, yeah. sometimes he can get in a little bit of a false sense of security. The other the other way to look at it also is you continue on this this really good path of and this really good rhythm that you stay in when you continue to win games. And I think that's the way that, the rabbits are at the moment. So the game against the Eels, with no Regan Campbell-Gillard as well. That's a huge loss. He's out for the rest of the regular season. Won't come back until the finals with a groin injury. So yeah. the, the the Eels, basically what they've got to do, and I say this constantly, and you know, listeners may hear me repeat myself a number of times when I talk about Parramatta, is they've just first and foremost have got to roll the sleeves up, they've got to get in the trenches, and they've got to take this into a dogfight against, yeah. against the Bunnies. Uh, they're struggling to score points at the moment, Parramatta Eels, but if they have this real tough, strong defensive mentality, the attack will come. It's the way yeah. rugby league works. And But at the moment, they're too concerned about trying to be really, really uh, really snazzy with the ball and be the Harlem Globetrotters. And it's just not working for them. I tell you what, I would be, if, if Mitch Moses is 50-50 or even a slightly better than that, you would risk him because the Eels currently are sitting in fourth spot on 28 points. The Roosters, who beat them last week, are on 28 points. 
And the Sea Eagles are on 26 points. And it's so important, as you know, Sats, to finish in the top four. So mm. they are a much better team, I reckon, with a, a half-fit Mitch Moses than, than without him in the side, don't you think? Yeah, there are some players that you play with that um, even if they're just on the field, you, you just see them in the dressing sheds when you're getting ready and you look across and you just feel a little bit more comfortable about yourself. And I think yeah. Mitch Moses brings that to the Parramatta Eels. I think he uh, gives them that just that sense of calmness, even though you know when everything's being really frantic around you. And Moses can be frantic at times as well, but he's just one of those key players. That game is 8.05 tonight, Seabus Super Stadium, the second game uh, after the Raiders and the Dragons. Hey, this is off the bench, NRL, Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews. We better get to a break because the king of Queensland racing, Chris Nelson, will be joining us next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench, NRL. Gamble, short side, linking in is Tessie New. Tessie New oh. going close, he's over. Tessie New, has he scored or has he been denied by what would be a miraculous tackle over there in the corner? Referee says he likes it. Grant Atkins points to the spot. They come the short side or the western side of the ground and he goes straight through. Jake Clifford goes through from the scrum base and goes over to score the Knights' first try of the night. Brody Croft hands it on. New chimes in. Long Great flat ball. ball. And Corey Oates will go in to score the Broncos' second try of the night. It looked far too easy. But referee Grant Atkins again points to the spot. Pierce sees an opening. Reaches out and oh. scores. Mitchell Pierce was that a double move? But no. Pierce goes in to score. A try has been given, and Newcastle, they're back in front. Kalen Ponga threads the needle, bouncing ball, dived on there by Lockie Fitzgibbon. This could be a Newcastle try. Pierce, short ball away. In they go. Mitch Barnett is over, and Barnett goes in to score another one. Ponga gives it on, Best. Oh. Best gives it on, Tawala goes in, and Tawala has scored. There's that combination. Ponga to Best, Tawala, we saw it last week. And we'll see it again throughout the season. Goes away to Gamble, kicking to the southwestern corner. Up they go for it. Ball alive. Comes oh. down. Oh, in he goes. Xavier Willison will score for Brisbane. And I think this might be his first NRL try. Ricky acting half. Gives the ball Gamble. Feeds the ball on Kelly. Floating ball across now for Hunworth. Farnworth is in. Oh, beautiful try. Great try to Brisbane. They might be beaten, but they don't know it. And Herbie Farnworth goes in to score. Kalen Ponger takes the ball on the full and takes the ball over the Western touchline. And that will be it, I think. The clock is showing 80. A good fight back by Brisbane, but too much damage already done by Newcastle. In the final wash-up, Newcastle Knights defeating the Broncos 28 points to 8. There you have it. Thursday night, uh, 28, the Knights, Broncos, 20. Uh, good game, entertaining sats. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it at all. I mean, the Broncos have been struggling, but um, I thought uh, Mitch Pearce returning was great to see him score a good try. Tyson Frizzell was at his menacing best. Uh, Callum Ponga was good again, really threatening. And now with Callum Ponga, Mitchell Pearce, you know, Tyson Frizzell uh, and Bradman best back all together, now, they're now starting to look like a team that could push for that seventh or eighth spot. They've got a, a dream run home. They've got mm. the Sharks, the Bulldogs, the Titans, and the Brisbane Broncos again. They've just got a rails run. It'll be... It'll be a, if they can win all those, I'll push into that seventh or eighth position. So um, two, it's theirs to lose. Clashes. 
two good clashes, the Titans and the Sharks, because you think those teams would be thereabouts with the Knights playing off. We well, actually may have it coming right down to the wire, playing off for that seventh and eighth spot. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but so the Knights did enough to win the game. I thought the Broncos were really disappointing again, and not having Katoni Staggs is. Um, it just highlights how important he is to that side. I don't know whether they're going to move him to number six next year because just seeing how damaging he is in the yep. centres, I think uh, they might have to find another solution there outside of Adam Reynolds. But um, and but what has been disappointing over the last 12 to 24 hours, seeing um, a fair bit of abuse. The Brisbane Broncos players have been through direct social media, so the fans going directly to their uh, social media profiles and just abusing them about their performances. Now... You know what? It's it's social media. The easy question is get off it. Um, yeah. And the cowards who send social message me uh, direct messages don't have a profile. It comes under some other pseudonym. So um, mm. yeah, you love to you just love to get them in a padded cell for two or three minutes, just individually. Just yep. We're not mm. we're not saying that we support violence. Uh, no, we're not condoning violence, but sometimes no, it does help. <laughs> we're not. We're not. But mm. what else are you to do while you're sitting in your mother's basement during lockdown? That's you know, <laughs> except for abuse people on social media. With your gimp mask on. Uh, with and... what? Okay. <laughs> Okay, speaking of gink masks, I want to bring in this guy now. He's sitting with me, and if you're just tuning in, this is a really weird off the bench because normally we're in the studio together, Sats, uh, and mm. we'd like to go to have, we'd like to go to the pub after we do off the bench and have a meal as well. Yeah, we this do. This guy, yeah. we normally abuse him down the telephone. Uh, Chris Nelson, Queensland mm. is your place to race this year. Is joining me in in the Brisbane studio. Hello, Chris. Joe, does that mean we're going out for lunch after this? No, no, we're not, Why mate. Not? We're not. So um, uh, because we're in lockdown. Oh, we are too. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, forgot. So, <laughs> um, no birthday present for me, but, mate, I'm sure you've got some uh, tips. Well, that's uh, a good enough birthday present. You have to wait until tomorrow, but, uh, yeah. Tell me, Saturday afternoon racing, what do you got for us? Doombin, best bet of the day, anywhere tomorrow. Oh, Race nine, number 13, really discreet. Tony Gollan and Robbie Fratt, a winner here two weeks ago, sat up on the speed and just powered away for Ryan Maloney. He's either suspended or he's having a week off after winning the premiership, Ryan Maloney. So Robbie Fratt jumps on, beautiful gate. Doesn't look much harder race. I think he'll be winning again. So really, and noticeably, uh, Kelly Schweder has scratched acrobatic in the race. Right. Due to the wide gate, but the same owner is really discreet. Uh, okay. Read into that what you may. Okay. Um, what's what's the price on that? Because you know Sats only likes things with, with like a, a one and a zero. Well, it'll be front. two something. Sats? Yeah, not enough. Not enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll find another couple for you. You ready? Yep. Race it's got to be a one, one, zero, and a dot after it. No, they've got none of those. <laughs> Race three, number one, contemptuous. Resumes from a break. Lovely trial at Dooman on uh, Tuesday. Was just beaten by Racecourse Road. There was nothing in it. They were both given an easy time, and the time was strong and raced really well last prep. Can return a winner. That's race three, number one. And race four, number 11, Fighting Commando. Been waiting for this one to come from the Sunshine Coast. Last two runs there have been really good, and he's run really quick times. Now, if those times are correct... He'll be winning this race tomorrow. Min Kennedy jumps on, takes three off. Was $8 when the markets went up. Now less than five, unfortunately. Sats wants to know, how did that horse get from the Sunshine Coast to Brisbane? Just galloped with a jockey on its back. There you go, Sats. <laughs> how else? Hey, can you tell there? me really quickly, Chrissy? can you tell me uh, when um, the government shut down all professional sport last week except racing? Oh, can you explain on. why racing was allowed to well, continue? I don't work for the government, Sats, so I can't answer that, but I'll, it's good because it keeps yeah, me Yeah, I don't know. It was, a, it was a strange one. 
Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, it was a strange. I mean, all, I'm glad all sport was allowed to, all the professional sport was allowed to go ahead in the end. Yeah, and I hope it, I hope it keeps going. Yeah, I think it'll be great. And look, yeah. don't forget, remember, racing was the only sport going through COVID, which kept, you know, a lot of Aussies sane during that period. Right. It gave us something to look forward to. So that in the bottle shop. Yeah, again, kids, we don't want you bashing anyone in their mother's basement or going to bottle shops, but we do want you to gamble responsibly That's as well. Right. This is the, isn't this the greatest yep, show exactly. for kids? They learn a lot, mm. don't they? Oh, they do, in a short space of time. <laughs> mm. yep. All right, mate, uh, anything for the Goldie? Don't yes, you... I have got one for the Goldie. Uh, race four, number five, Royal Rebellion. Boris Thornton, another member of the Thornton family, makes his return uh, from a, a, an injury. He's been off for a while. One start, good effort uh, Ran on well from the back of the field. I'll get it right in a minute. Ran on well from the back of the field. Drew a wide gate, taken straight back, hit the line strongly. Good gate this time around and an extra 100 metres. So race four, number five, Royal Rebellion. And, mate, listen, just very quickly, um, Alligator Blood will be racing on the Gold Coast on the show day holiday. Is that right? That's the plan. In the gold market handicap. Yeah, it is big. And he's trained by Billy Healy at the moment. Now, there was all this talk, and gee, I've talked it up too, about the horse going to Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Looks as though that's not going to happen now. Right, okay. So he is still going south for the spring, but Billy Healy from the Sunshine Coast will still be looking after him. Okay. So I don't know how that's happened, why it's happened, but that's today's news. All right, there you go, folks. Uh, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week at Eagle Farm. Is that right? Doombin. Doombin, sorry. The Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, and Townsville. To Wo- and Toowoomba. And Toowoomba. Yeah, Townsville it? Cup. On Saturday, Townsville Cup and Cleveland Bay Handicap. Righty, thanks, Chris. Uh, good to see you in person. Uh, this is Off the Bench NRL. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews. During the week, Satsum uh, Badge, our colleague, had a great chat with Cameron Serraldo, one of the assistant coaches at the Panthers. We'll get to that next on Off the Bench. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Panthers assistant coach Cameron Sorreldo has been kind enough to join us a little bit. We've spoken to him earlier this year, but circumstances are different because they are locked down or in, uh, in quarantine or isolation, whatever you want to call it, in the NRL bubble. Uh, the Panthers, as is every other side, on the Sunshine Coast, these guys. And uh, Cameron, just ringing up to see and to check on you, mate. How are you going without the family? Uh, yeah, missing the family, but I'm um, pretty stoked they're all going to be here tomorrow, and they're, they're pumped. They're um, pretty excited to get out of quarantine. So, um, yeah, we've had a couple of big days of work, and um, tomorrow we've got a day off. So when the families get here, we get to show them around the hotel and and uh, see uh, the beautiful weather in Sunshine Coast. Hey, you're at Twin Waters sharing that with um, three other sides. Before we get to that, your wife and how many kids have been in quarantine in a ho- in four, 14 days in a hotel five yeah she's we've got five kids yeah so um have you got yeah, your own wing pretty... have you got your own wing at the hotel <laughs> oh, the oh, oh, family oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah yeah i haven't heard about that actually i've just heard um how crazy all the kids are going in the room and fighting and crying so um <laughs> i'm sure i'll hear more about it tomorrow when they get here but no nah, they're going to be super pumped when they get here and um get to see the see everything that's um, in this beautiful resort. So um, looking forward to it. She'll actually be just dropping the kids to you for three days. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. How, how... We've spoken about that. It's going to be a bit of a something to manage. We've got two <laughs> days training after that leading up to the game, and I'm sure all the wives here <laughs> want to dump all the kids. But, um, yeah, we, hopefully uh, we can still concentrate on footy and we've got a big game this weekend against the Roosters. Different former coaching, Cam. Now, you said you're at the same hotel with a, a number of other teams, and... 
One of those is the Roosters who you're playing this week. Is has there been death stares at a thousand paces, paces yet, or are all the teams able to interact with each other? Um, we don't not interact too much, but we're walking past each other all the time. So um, I'm actually sitting here over, watching over the pool now, and the Roosters are in there doing recovery. So. Um, <laughs> it's a bit weird, but um, yeah, the boys have got to play them. Um, they've done all right so far. Newcastle and the Roosters team rooms are next to each other, so they had to play each other the other week. And the whole thing over the last two years, I think the whole competition's been weird and doing things that have never happened before. And this is just another example of it to um, you know walk past people. You got to play on the day of the game is, is certainly something that's probably um, hasn't been done too often before. But it's just something you got to do now, and that's that's our job. And you do it to your best of your ability. Now, Cam, we spoke to Ricky Stewart a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they're on the Gold Coast, and I feel as though that this is uncharted waters for a lot of a lot of your coaches in the NRL. You've got to find another skill as a coach, being in quarantine with your players twenty four hours a day. Now, the same question I asked Ricky, and I, I'm really interested to see what uh, yourself and Ivan's feedback is on this as well. Of not over coaching too much, knowing you've got players and you want to talk to them about parts of the game, but realizing. They've got to have time away from the game as well. How hard is that? Yeah, it's it's, it's been pretty. Um, it's been alright actually. Like we, I certainly feel like we've been working more just because um, you hear more often. You've got to have more meetings about different changes to COVID rules and um, changes to games and all stuff like that. So you you sort of feel like you're working more just because you're having more meetings and updates and things like that. But um, in terms of the players, we've we've kept it as close to our home preparation as possible. When they've got a day off, we give them a day off and we don't talk to them about footy. But, um, yeah, but there's a, there are some players that actually are chasing, um, you know, mm. a bit of extra attention and things like that. You know, there was days there when, um, you know, people would walk past my room at 8 o'clock at night and want to have a look at some video and, you know, more than happy to do that at different times. But I think the key is not to go and hound them and chase them and talk footy to them 24-7. It's just to allow them to to um, own their own preparation as well. If they want something, you're there to help them. If they want to get away from you, you, you leave them alone. Mm. It, you've had a pretty disrupted last few weeks, haven't you? Um, compared to start of the season, I, I don't think you had too many serious injuries and the team was sort of floating along really nicely, playing great footy, but it, it's all uh, been quite challenging, I imagine, the last few weeks. How's that? Uh, how are you handling that? Yeah, it's been it's, well. It's been good to see some guys get their opportunities as well. Um, you know, we've we've got a squad there that we we believe in, and um, you know, with the New South Wales Cup being not being played at the moment, some guys aren't getting any footy. So for them to come in and get a game of NRL, we, we're really pumped to see them and how they go and see them take their opportunity. But yeah, it, it has been a bit disrupted. Um, but you know, most teams go through that. We were just really lucky at the start of the year that we pretty much had the same seventeen every week. Um, had a really good rhythm, but um, you know that's what Origin does. That to a number of teams, and we had a large representation. So um, you know, I think we might have that moving forward, and we just got to get used to it and make sure we do it better every year. But um, you know, we we certainly learned a lot of lessons over the past six weeks, and hopefully they'll help us down the track. But um, you know, we'll get we'll get some guys coming back over the next few weeks, leading into the semis, and and uh, we'll time our runner hopefully. It could be a real positive, yeah, couldn't it? If, you know, you think if you do lose key players during the finals, the team will have been through that before. They'll have, they'll have had to adapt and overcome and, you know, uh, handle not having certain players out, even if it's someone that hasn't been out before. So I, I think it's probably better off happening now. Would you think that, Cam, uh, than, than, than in the finals when you're in the, you know, in the do-or-die stages? Yeah, you never want injuries, but, uh, you know, hopefully Nathan will be back um, pretty soon and, 
Brian looks like he'll be back before the semis. Fisher Harris is a weird one because um, you know he had to go home for. He's going to miss three to four games with um, going home to see the birth of his baby and come back with his family. So, um, you know, even that might be a positive because he's played a lot of footy over the last three or four years and this three or four weeks might give him a chance to freshen up the body and uh, come home with wet sails. So, um, you know, we, yeah. we feel like we're in a good position. Um, we're happy with where we're at. We've got a, a lot of things we need to work on in our game, but, um, you know, was, we're in a good place to be able to do it and um, yeah, excited about what's ahead. Now, Cam, a lot of the media after the loss of the Storm are saying, that's it. Storm uh, are going to win the comp. The Panthers' season has been derailed. Now, to remind a lot of people, that you've only dropped one out of the last five games. And against the Storm, you depleted side. But when you do have injuries, there's still facets of the of the team, you know, the principles and philosophies that you can still control. And listening to Ivan in the post-match uh, press conference, he was disappointed in some of those philosophies that you felt as though you dropped against the Storm. What are they? Yeah, look, the Storm were really, really good on the weekend. And... Um, they thoroughly deserved to beat us, um, but you know there was a number of areas we thought we could have done a lot better in. They outcompeted us in a number of areas. This is off the bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off the bench footy tips. Yeah, show's nearly over for another week. Let's get into our footy tips for the remainder of round 21. Saturday Arvo, uh, we've got the Warriors taking on the Sharks at Seabus Stadium. How do you see this one, Sats? Oh, no Sean Johnson. No Sean Johnson really hurts the Sharkies. Um, I think the Warriors, I think the Warriors can see the end of the season and they're either taking two frames of mind. They're either saying... I can't wait to get there. Let's just get these games over and done with. Or let's just finish as, as best we can and and um, and get back home. And I, I hope it's the latter. Oh, I think the Warriors yep. might cause an upset. I think be one of those teams will just they'll just be a nuisance towards the end of the year. I'm on the Sharks, mate. They've coped without Sean Johnson before and played very well. Plus, the Sharks need to win. They've got to, they're in mm. this tussle with the Titans and the Dragons, and they've just got to win. And I reckon the Sharks have been underrated all year. Roosters, Panthers. 5.30, Suncorp. Um, will Cleary play? Um, I'm led to believe he will, but I wouldn't play him an entire game. I'd actually bring him off the bench, to be quite honest, Jay. So I'd just see how the game plays out and maybe get him on the field for 10 or 15 minutes and just see what the scoreline is first and foremost. You know, they're mortal enemies, both these teams. Mm. Um, but the biggest in for them outside of Cleary possibly playing is, is Isaiah Yo. He's the one that frees up Jerome Luai and Co. Jerome Luai's really been struggling in that number seven role where it means you've got to be you've got to play a completely different role when you're controlling the side. And that's what Nathan does uh, so well and so does Isaiah Yo. So I think the Panthers will beat the Roosters. Uh, and I, I don't know whether Nathan Clear is going to play um a huge role, but knowing Nathan the way that I do and the stories I've been told is that he's well, we know he's tough, but two mm. He'll he'll want to play an entire game. It doesn't matter what his dad says or the medical staff. He'll want to play the entire game. So if he starts, there's no way they're going to be able to drag him off. And what about Tavita Pango Jr. making his yeah, uh, coming debut off the bench. for the Panthers? Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's not a bad not a bad replacement for James Fisher Harris actually for the next few weeks. And, and you know what? I reckon he he's going to turn in some great performances because he want, he wants to be 
you know, in a great team. And I reckon the influence that Nathan Cleary can have on him is it, it, this could be exciting times for Tavita Pangai Jr. and also the possibility of playing Origin again. Um, I'm on the Roosters, mate. I just the Roosters this time of the year seem to find something, so I'm, I'm mm-hmm. on them. Seagulls versus Storm. This is much better than a sixth versus first, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point you make, and I just think with uh, Jerome Hughes being out, who I think's been one of the best halfbacks in the competition this year, uh, behind Cleary overall. Um, but in saying that, uh, they'll just they'll maybe switch around. Nick at Hines may go to half or five. Or yeah, Munster may go to halfback, whatever it may be. And Pappenhausen to fullback. It's a luxury to have, isn't it? To have all these mm. players available. Or Cooper Johns may go in there. So I think the Melbourne Storm will win. I and I think they'll win. I think they'll win comfortably. And what I what I mean by comfortably, it, it might be twelve or twelve or fourteen points. Uh, it's going to be a great game. But I think. This will give us a real true indication of, of how Manly are, are really going. Yeah, they've got to keep an eye on, on Saab and also, obviously, Tommy Turbo. What, he scored three tries last week in 11 yeah. minutes. I- incredible. Bulldogs versus West Tigers, Sunday Arvo. Um, is it, is it over the for the West Tigers? or? Well, they've actually got a pretty good run home, but they really need to win last week against the Warriors to start that run home. And losing that game, I think they're going to, Again, they're going to miss the finals again. I hope they don't. I mean, I, as you know, mate, I, I love Michael Maguire. So mm. um, they've left their run too late. And uh, they just don't have enough. They just isolate themselves when they make mistakes. And that, that just comes through lack of experience in a lot of key yeah. areas. So, you know, I just, just think it's going to be another long off-season for the West Tigers fans. So, yep. But I, I do think they'll beat the Bulldogs. Yeah, me too. Final game Sunday afternoon. The Titans, who are back in the top eight for the first time since round 11, are taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. If they are serious, the Titans, they've got to win. Yeah, they have. And I think they will. Um, the Cowboys at the moment, they get Val Holmes back. But seriously, they they look bad. They've got a lot of young players. I get that and I accept that. But they don't look like improving at any time soon. They've got Chad Townsend going next year. And that's it. And they've got a lot of good young players that they've basically got to put their put their faith in. So I think the Titans beat the Cowboys, and especially because it's at Seabus, and they haven't had to, yeah, they haven't had to worry too much. They're Gold Coast Titans. They should be taking advantage of, of um, I don't know, every club's in South East Queensland at the moment. But when you get when you get to stay in your home city and mm. not have to go anywhere at all, it's mm. uh, it makes it easier for your preparation. And we actually thought the West Tigers would probably come together uh, better as yeah. a unit being together. But it ha- mm. just hasn't worked out, has it, Sats? Right, yeah. No, That's our hasn't. tips. Oh, I'm with you. I think the Titans uh, should do this. And I'm just excited by watching Toby Sexton. I was sexy uh, every week. He, um, he excites me and he's unpredictable. Yes, he's not fast enough. He... I think I said this to you during the week. He needs to do the old Rocky thing and start chasing some chickens uh, to get his speed up. <laughs> But I think, um, mate, yeah, I'm excited by him. And he's actually improved Ash Taylor's game as well. So Titans for me as well. Right, quickly, before we go, what are you looking forward to this weekend? We've got about 30 seconds. I'm looking forward to see who carries the Australian flag at the closing ceremony. Yes, yes. And the Swannies versus St Kilda. Tough game. They're a nuisance, St Kilda. But who's going to carry the Australian flag? Dare we dream? that we're going to break this hoodoo at Eden Park for the first time since 1986 when Campo secured the victory for the Wallabies. The Bledisloe, 5.30 Saturday afternoon. I, 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 I can't wait for it.
I'm mm, looking forward be to good. it. It'd be good. I'll be shattered. Like, I'll probably switch it off after 20 minutes, but at least I'll get to enjoy <laughs> the first 20 minutes while we've still got a chance. This has been Off the Bench. Uh, NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews in different locations because of lockdown. Uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great weekend, Sats. See ya.